0: on the dugout
1: lace him up and we run out step up to the place swing away or you get struck out put you on the mound like you don't want to face this hit it so hard you be running around the base mm-hmm. it for your teammates
2: do it for the fan do it for your city true ballers understand you gotta work together you gotta find a way put your body on the line and make that play we on the dugout lace him up
0: and we run out step up to the place swing away or you get struck out that you on the mound like you don't want to face this hit it so hard you be running around the base
3: Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout. Beyond
0: the dugout. Well, a very pleasant evening to you and episode number twelve here on Beyond the Dugout on the second of July Drive Time here. I'm Jason Gubizacko Choppable and with me the Eve <laughs> Handsomeable Charismable. I don't know how to, I can never get it right. How about we just go stylish and cute? Damien Collins.
1: I love you, man. I love you, man. Hello, everybody. How are we today? I'm going to have to talk you off in, in the future, aren't I? I'm going to have to think some words, but thank you, mate. You, you know how to make me blush.
0: Dude <laughs> uh, Mate last week We kicked off uh, our, our Olympic charge uh, With oh, Hayley okay. mclinney So bro
1: I was just thinking Of the very first time We did broadcasting together And you were like
0: uh, So people Put your Put your speakers down <laughs> <laughs> Anyway So yep okay. Last week That's anyway. another story By the way uh, Mate i I got to gotta <laughs> say I really enjoyed Kicking off Olympic, uh, um, Our Olympic run uh, Going into Tokyo USA's uh, leadoff off hitter Um uh, Center outfielder Haley McLeanley last week, man, what an athlete, what a mm. person! Yeah, she was great, wasn't she? Um,
1: what she'd achieved, what she was doing with every little snippet of her game, uh, the fact that she'd been watching tape since she was thirteen years old, like that's that shows the commitment of the of the game that that um these young ladies have in America, eh? And yeah, it was awesome to get the inside word.
0: Pretty cool indeed Dude, gotta say I keep on complaining about the weather So I'm not going to this week But what I'm gonna say is The rest of the country did it went crazy It was like Wellington's gonna go into turmoil The weather is coming It's gonna be the end of the world It wasn't even that bad
1: I know, eh? Yeah, no, they always do. They, I think they even evacuated a part of yeah. the coast of Days Bay, I think. But, um, yeah, no, they
0: overall. I can imagine like an old foreigner's lazy boy, like, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going
1: nowhere. I haven't seen that river rise past, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. <No. laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, nah, and hey, and in true fashion, today has been a postcard day today. It does happen to be fly-out day for me, but it's a beautiful day today here in the 04. Mate, sports roundup uh, around the week this week. It's been some exciting sport. Of course, the moldy has got to, the top of uh, Samoa and uh, the cake thing with no crowd last week mm. uh, looked close, but in the end, the margin wasn't. But then the big one this week, as you know, uh, is the double header at Mount Smart. Uh, will be uh, a replay of uh, Samoa taking on the All Blacks. It's at four thirty, and then the big one after that that is seven o'clock, or the ABs taking on Manu Samoa. No, tonga
1: Yes Yeah get it right mate. Here you go There you go Yeah no I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one I know we've um, we're, I'm a proud Avalon boy As, as I've mentioned in a previous podcasts. But Asafo Amor is sitting on the bench behind uh, Dane Coles He's He's got one cap to his name Come Saturday Could have two But uh, sitting right next to him George Bauer He's uh, on debut um, Could be getting on there And then we've got another one of the boys In um, the Manusau Amor side um, In that earlier game So yeah, no, it's, it's it's going to be a special special weekend, not just to see our All Blacks back out there, and, and of course the other teams, uh, but to see some mates as well putting on that black jersey for the first time. Yeah, special.
0: I'm going to go to that double here at uh, at uh, Mount Smart this weekend, kids' footy. The young one plays leg, the older one plays union. Should be all over by about three o'clock. Is that? I better head down to watch two international matches. Why not? Sink a few jugs. Looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, the uh, State of origin didn't even get to see it, so we can't. Comment no, about mate, it, it. it uh, was just in case however, you were <laughs> The Warriors have made some uh moves in the last week or two. Uh, Dylan Watene uh, Louisiak, he will uh come into the side immediately, as well as Chad Townsend. That's a big move in the Haas and some experience on the edge. So, looking forward to that. The Warriors uh will be. Uh, Heading away to St. George this weekend, playing in the Central Coast. That game is scheduled for Saturday at 8pm. Bit of a clash with the All Blacks and Tonga game. Sorry, Warriors. Might have to catch the highlights on that one this one time.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, NBA, babe, we've got a finalist. We do. We've got the first one in the books. And I told you, the Suns, they were going to the finals this year. Actually, I said they are going to go all the way, but... Uh, First things first, have booked their ticket to the grand show, and um, going over the Clippers yesterday, um, three to well, four to four to two. Uh, Clippers have been pretty pretty good uh, with Devin being down three one, but yeah. uh, this time no cigar. So yep, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, you know um, I, DeAndre Ayton, they're going to the book show, and um, yeah, they're going to be going to be good, but uh, they're going up against who knows the Bucks. Um, the Bucks are Hawks, uh, a two apiece at the moment. Um, Giannis hyperextended his leg oh. uh, A couple of days ago um, Trey Young didn't even play So um, who knows mate It's uh, it's whoever's Going to turn up on the day But I mean you know Now Phoenix have another rest um, So it could be good good uh, For the Suns going forward And Now yep. no previous champs they're gone. Yep. are gone. So nobody that's uh, in the in the Hawks in the Bucks or in the Suns has won a ring before as well. So we're
0: going to be debut city time. B exactly. We, Big parties. Oh, fantastic! Parties. Well, while we're in the states, uh, Major League Baseball. Just quickly on that, Dodgers are on a run. Thank God. Uh, only one and a half games back from San Francisco, they've just beaten San Francisco twice. But uh, got a good bit of love to one of your fantasy teams this year. Milwaukee. They're on an eight and O run at the the moment, yep. uh, but one of our uh, um, one of our uh, one of our mates, um, who tunes into the podcast, Boston, got to give them some love, man. They are at 50 wins, uh, only them in San Francisco are on 50 wins, they're at top of their league at the moment, and that's a tough league in the east of the American League. So well done, Boston, at this point.
1: There you go, Stacy. How's uh, little Curtis's uh, Astros doing? Ah, oh, no one cares. Thanks, Curtis. <laughs> Sorry, Curtis, we <laughs> love harsh. you, buddy.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, before I move on too far, I didn't see any viral uh, fan punch-ups in the NBA this week. What's going on? Has everyone gone like gone quiet or they caught COVID?
1: Uh, yeah, everyone's gone quiet um, because you're not allowed to watch anything that's uh, derogatory to anything at the moment these days or label lock you up for three years. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, oh okay Not everyone <laughs> loves Judy Shipley But <laughs> <laughs> Oh fantastic It was a Saints dude Yes double Doubleheader This week uh, They had a Well wait a minute Wait oh, a, a minute Okay we're going, we're you, going did,
0: you ground announced An empty stadium on Sunday
1: side announced An empty stadium man How was we that went, We went from f- Three or four Home games sold out At TSB Arena So four Four and a half thousand people Yeah. Um, to nobody no tables no lighting no like I usually do a bit of a spectacle um, intro you know like uh, the lights go down the, yeah, yeah. the strobe lights come up and everything but no there was none of that it was eerie, man you heard everything every squeak every whisper Every bit of banter between the players, um, especially our coach Zico. he just screams at everyone. <laughs> so.
0: The Saints got home, man, so it doesn't really matter about the the oh. atmosphere. It's the most important thing they had to win, right?
1: Well, uh, yeah, of course you you've got to win, and we we had to get up against the Hawks Bay Hawks that we um, that beat us the week before. Yeah. But I will just say one thing: um, yes, the atmosphere isn't isn't the the be all, but uh, Tuhi um, Smith Milner uh, right on full time hits the three that he shouldn't have hit at yeah. all it should have been the worst shot in the world but he had it right on full time to send the game to overtime which we won in overtime but i can only imagine how crazy that place would have gone because all 20 of us that were there yeah. went nuts so yeah. yeah it would have been special but yeah
0: <laughs> would have been no queues at the bar i would have loved it
1: yeah they didn't even open it i was like what oh, if i sit off camera it. What if I sit off camera? I can. Is this our is a this our drinking game? Is it? And I just got. A disgusted look, like how dare you even ask, Damien? But <laughs> hey, man, if I'd stayed off camera, like we we wouldn't have had uh, any any kids or families to be upset. Only really, apart from that, that little drop from my main man uh, DJ Gooder, um, yeah, <laughs> dropped some Biggie Smalls in the middle of a silence break. He was queuing up the music. Oh, I'm not even going to repeat what it was. Oh, I've no, got I the video, it. but and it's on live TV because it's that oh, quiet. Yeah, but um, yeah. DJ Gooder, they still hired us for the final four. But yeah, <laughs> yeah there was one of those moments. Thank God, no families were there. Yeah, but yeah, clear as day on Sky Sports.
0: Mental note: go through all your music, <laughs> beep out all the bad shit.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> well, right. We're back on top. The uh, Sharks are not behind, uh, not far behind, and the Hawks so are not far behind. That.
0: Damon, I am super, and I mean super excited for this week's uh, guess. Yeah, as we continue this run into the Olympics. From the very get go, um, I've always wanted to sit down and have a really, really lengthy time with uh, um, Stacey Porter from Australia, a true legend of the game, an icon of the game. Um, and and we're going to get that chance shortly, man. It's it's basically a dream come true,
1: absolutely. You you speak very highly of her. I've, I've um, you know, heard your commentary and how passionately you speak um, about her accomplishments during during um, normal games and especially highlights that we've got coming up for everybody but what what a lady you know she's going into her third olympic games she's the most capped is it can i say athlete in australia oh yeah in any sport Gotta so be. so yeah nah, it's gonna be special it's gonna be special
0: i remember the first time i met her in person or the one that sticks in my mind anyway was in shanghai and i remember being nervous <laughs> yeah yeah, and you're like, I can talk to anyone, right? Yes. and uh, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. And I just, obviously I just went straight on up to introduce myself and then had a conversation, right, and asked for a few things about the game and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I had butterflies wow. uh, as I was walking towards her, man, you know, and um, uh, and, and only, only certain people do that to mm. you. And, and Stacey Porter is one of those legends. Uh, and you know what? Dude, after about two words, it was awesome. We just laughs, long just kept friends. on rolling, it was, it was awesome, so she's yeah, going to be a treat today, she's bringing with her though, uh, arguably one of the uh, top hitters internationally that is coming along in the scene, and that's the catcher first baseman, Taylor Titsakronis. so she is, in my mind, the protege coming through.
1: Yeah, well, uh, mate, what you've seen through to me and what uh, the research that I've seen, like, yeah, she's got all the goods to keep on going for a very long time, if we... um. Don't, you know, sneak her over this side of the ditch for some residency
0: or something. Damon, you're going to throw into the bus too, man. We get an opportunity. Ask her, like, what is it like the day to date a Black Sox? And, and, like, what did your team think about that, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> Pass that. All right, let's go. Well, let's go then to Tyler Titsokronis and the legend that is Stacey Porter.
1: One ball and two strikes on the veteran Stacey Porter. This one to the outfield, going back over the head of the centre fielder. One round more score. Second one coming around and two run scores for the Aussie Spirit. And take a look at the face there, from hey. Stacey Porter. Didn't she enjoy that? You one know, tough customer, she could be giving nothing away here. Stacey Porter, two and two on her. Runner at second, two out here in the bottom of the second. While Porter climbs this one to the left side and Double for a first setback. Now a two run, home run.
0: Well, she is the legendary most inspirational uh, captain for Australia has ever seen and it is Stacy Porter that joins us here on Beyond the Dugout, but also with her is Taylor Titsakromis, the first baseman catcher. Ladies, thank you so much for taking the time and Kyoto Kanichiwa all the way from Japan. Yeah, thanks for
2: having
3: us. a nice intro. Sorry about that. <laughs> 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 well, <nice to> watch. <laughs> well it sure
0: is and uh, to be fair stacy uh, you are an inspirational person that we've seen uh, for such a long period of time now and uh, dame and i had been talking about who we we're going to get from australia and you were the top of the list for sure we just couldn't wait to spend some time with you here at beyond the dagger so thank you ladies for taking the time uh, for us uh, here today so it's just great to see you thank you yeah thanks
2: for having us we always love to chat to like-minded people, so um, I'm sure today's going to be very enjoyable.
0: Well, let's start from the get-go, uh, Damien, with these two lovely ladies, and I guess in a Māori tradition is Nōhi Queer? Uh, where are you from and what's your genealogy?
2: Yeah, so I'm um, I'm from uh, a town called Tamworth in country New South Wales, um, and I'm Indigenous to Australia, so my mob is uh, the Kamilaroi tribe, which sort of runs
0: uh all
2: around
0: that area uh of country new south Wales. Oh fantastic
3: taylor
0: uh australian um and greek pretty much yeah. is that the last name it's a cronus yeah. it. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic <Yeah>. uh awesome <laughs> oh well, ladies i am um, you, you both obviously have a, a background history in the game itself where, where did you get the start
2: yeah, so I um, I was just a, an annoying little active kid when I was younger, so I was thrown into all different sports, but um, took to softball. I started playing t-ball in my local town when I was five. Um, yeah, and I guess I must have really enjoyed it because um, I haven't really stopped playing since. But, yeah, played a lot of different sports as a kid. Um, my mum was a softballer too, so I'm sure that's why she threw me into t-ball and, yeah, never looked back really. Same as
3: me, pretty much. um, Mum and Dad put me into softball because I had too much energy and I would always swing (laughs) my chair and stuff like that at school, so they suggested doing something about it, and I got into softball and haven't looked back since either.
0: So for you, Taylor, first coach, was that Mum or Dad?
3: Uh, Both. Oh, yeah?
0: Oh, how did (laughs) that go?
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it was good. I love them, so...
0: <laughs> uh, fantastic! And what about it? Uh, you know, softball as a youngster coming through. What about that? What about the game that captured you? Uh,
3: probably just the challenge um, and the the team vibes that come off of it, and just just fun, really. I it wasn't really about going anywhere at that young age. It was just about the fun.
0: Uh, fantastic! Uh, for you, Stacey, um, you, you obviously started in, in clubs. When, when did you start thinking about taking it further, maybe looking at reps and things like that?
2: Yeah, I think it was um, probably around 12 or 13, I suppose, because our age groups kind of started at under 12s, I think, back then as a representative level um, and then into under 14s. And then to represent your state, which um, was New South Wales for us. Uh, under sixteens was the first level, so I think it was around about that stage that um, I knew it was possible to go on and represent New South Wales. Which I was I was already you know in love with softball, so I knew that that was something I was going to do. So yeah, probably around twelve to thirteen years old, and yeah,
0: softball that age group and you're at that under-12s or under-13s, what did it look like? You know, were the parks chocker or, you know, how far did you have to go, things like that?
3: It was, yeah. yeah. It's a bit sad now. It's not like that. Um, but even just to get a car park was hard and the the diamonds were all full of parents and players and, I don't know, it was yeah. just, it's just a bit different now. Um But,
2: yeah. It was great back then yeah. too because – I keep referring to New South Wales, I, I, I'm sure you guys know what I mean, but it, we used to travel around the state a lot. So I was from about five hours' drive out of Sydney um, and we used to travel to Sydney a lot. We used to travel further than Sydney. Yeah. Um, and like Taylor said, yeah, the parks were always full of people um, and it was always such a buzz to be around a softball diamond.
0: Oh, fantastic. And and uh, what about you? Were your parents involved, Stacey, in your early years of softball?
2: Um, not really as coaches, um, like my mum was a player, um, previously, but they, they weren't really coaches. Dad was never a softballer. He was more of a footballer. So, yeah. um, yeah, so, but it's always super supportive. Mum, mum would drive me down there and, um, be on the sidelines, but I don't know if that like Taylor's mum, dad and coaches thing. I don't know if that would have worked for me. I was a bit of a, bit of a naughty kid. So it was <laughs> Better for my parents
0: to put me under someone else. Uh, Fantastic. I've met Taylor's uh, parents, Damon. Especially your mum is a hoot. Oh my God. I like it in Shanghai. (laughs) We're going to get to this later, but she would not (laughs) stop dancing in the grandstand the whole game. So I can only imagine what the upbringing was like. Uh, Fantastic. one of the things I guess I've got to ask is, and and I look at you two, Stacey, and you know, renowned as uh, one of, if not especially at one stage, the best hitter in the world, uh, and now Taylor, you're making a real name for yourself in that same pedigree, different age group here. You know, one's you know, kind of, it looks like there's one leading the other one, uh, but you're taking the mantle really well, um, Stacey. What is it about hitting for you that works?
2: Oh gee, Chopper, that's such a tough question because our sports, you know, it's why we're so resilient. I mean, you know, that three out of ten times in softball can be a good, um, a good record. So I just think, um, I think learning, you know, I've been playing softball a really long time, and I think once I learned to be okay with not being perfect um, and not being too hard on myself, I was always. Uh, Growing up, I was always pretty hard on myself. So I think for me, longevity has meant um, just realising that I can do my job, you know, even if I get out in a game of softball. So I think for me to be successful um, is when I'm in that frame of mind and I'm not putting too much pressure on myself.
0: Ah, good point. I'll tell you what, Stacey, we've got a video here of you having to work under pressure. It was 2015 uh japan cup you're up against chinese taipei um and i believe that day it was just so hot as well but um it's a big part of the match someone's got to strike first and you're up to bet here
1: I just get a sense that something's about to happen here, Jim. I'm 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 not sure what it is, but Porter seems focused. Chinese Taipei seem to be throwing around. I think if they throw one near the zone, Porter's likely to do anything with this this pitch.
2: I think she knows. Well, she is the big bad in the lineup, so if somebody's going to do some damage. It's going to be Stacy. That's high for another ball. her with that rise ball and she didn't wasn't in her hitting zone. She so didn't chase it.
1: And that is a very big hit. Don't worry about being hit, it's out of here, ladies and gentlemen. We have Stacy Porter's just smashed the ball over the center left outfield fence. And that would be three runs scored. You see the Aussie spirit there, all getting around their number one hitter, and for good reason because the game has now been busted wide open with
0: three run bomb here from Stacy Porter. Jim, what do you think about that? So Stacy, I had a couple of questions around that. What's going through your mind and your makeup when you're in a bat in a situation like that?
2: Oh God! Another good question, Topper. <laughs> um, I think in those moments, um, I guess those moments that you can break open the game. Um, like I said, I always just try and stay level um, and not over-analyze the situation. I guess, um, yeah, try and just work through my processes that I have. Um, all softballers have processes. It's such a process-driven game. Um, you know, you have to do the same thing over and over again. So you've got to have those processes, like your routines and stuff, to keep you in, in the right frame of mind. And I think, you know, I've been playing softball a really long time and doing it um, at a level that you kind of do get, I guess, a little bit used to being in those situations. I think the more you do anything, you get used to it right. So, um, yeah, it was it was a tough and hot day that day, I do remember it being hot. It's, it's never not in the middle of <laughs> summer in Japan, but yeah, it was, you know, we had, and I think also a good point to make is that I never, ever feel like I have to do it myself, um, and that's what team sport's all about.
0: Fantastic. i got one other just side question. I noticed this in Shanghai, uh, I couldn't quite see in that video if you were using this technique there, but I noticed your batting grip is different to other hitters. Your top, your top hand sitting on the bottom end.
2: <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I don't do it anymore. I used to have oh, my um, yeah. my right hand knuckle, uh, my pinky over the top of my um, knuckle, sort of on the bat. And yeah. I think um, I don't know. I've been asked that many a times, and I'm I can't give you an answer for why I did it. It was just more comfortable for me at the time. Um, but do you know what? In the last few years, I have moved back to to being full, sort of full hands back grip. Um, And I think that that gives me a little bit more control and and a bit more power with the top hand. So um, I was getting caught a little bit on the inside at times, so I made a a small adjustment to to try and get a little bit stronger with that top hand.
0: I guess, Damien, that's what top hitters do, right? Make adjustments at the right time. As you go through your career, all, all great hitters uh, do that. Taylor, look, you're an accomplished hitter. We just talked a little bit about that earlier uh, as, as well. And you're on the rise. We're going to get to Shanghai in a bit. We're going to talk about what you did there. But here's some of your work with the uh, your your team. that I can't call them the spirit. It was the Peppers, right, that you played in the pro league uh, in the States. Here's the one, two. Hit to center field. Hit pretty well. Going back is Ja, and she will not get to it. It's gone. Home run for Cronus. A two-out jack to center, and the Aussie Spirit takes a 3 nothing lead. Tizkranas has scored two of the runs she's now driven into, and she's having a big game. Home run to center field, and the Aussie Spirit takes a 3 nothing lead. Sailor, I had a couple of questions in around that as well. That uh, that season with uh, the Aussie team, it's about your third season into the pro circuit by then. What do you think, as a hitter, playing in that league has done for you?
3: Um, it's done a lot of things. It's kind of pushed me up, pushed me down. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very hard to, like Say said, this, like you play for so long and you got to get used to being okay with not being perfect. And I think that's what that league did for me um, as well and made me realise that it's not all about that one game. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just changed me, uh, my mentality towards softball, and it's helped me that way.
0: Uh, fantastic. And just to dive inside your mind, what goes through the mind of a Taylor Titsichronis when you're standing in that batter's box?
3: Hopefully not a lot if there's <laughs> stuff
0: going on. <laughs> um, I'm pretty simple. I don't like to think too much. Ah, fantastic. Well, some some good work there for sure. And Taylor, actually, uh, before we go any further, you got to spend a season, or was it two in the end, uh, in Auckland at Mount Albert Ramblers? Uh, one.
3: Yeah. One season. How was that
0: and how did yeah. that come about? Uh, pretty
3: much through Elle. Um, she asked if I wanted to go over and play with her, and yeah. I said yes. Um, it's Alan Roberts yeah. you're
0: talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, Alan
0: Roberts. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was such a cool time, and I met Zane um, over there, so it's pretty special. I'm glad you <laughs> met, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, yeah, had to bring him up. Yeah, <laughs> just so we know here, yeah, this star hitter for Australia is dating. we have been going out for quite a while now with uh, one of the star catchers for the New Zealand Black Sox. Do people yeah. look at you guys funny? Like, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how was that? How, wait a minute. How was that? Hey, mom, I'm bringing back a black socks. How did that <laughs> conversation go? Oh, she
2: was happy.
3: <laughs> how did
1: you tell wow. the girls that you were dating a black sock?
2: <laughs>
3: the girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, they were all good about it.
0: Tell <laughs> the truth, you are lying right now. How did that conversation go with the girls when you told them you were dating a black socks? <laughs> no, nah,
2: seriously, it was fine. They we were, were fine. Cool.
3: They were all happy for me, and Zane's a great guy, and he fits in really well. So yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys have been together for a while now, right? You got a house, almost a dog. Yeah,
3: we got a house. A dog. Yes, we're gonna get a dog. Are you? you
0: Who's winning that who's winning that argument at the moment?
3: Yes, there is a pretty big argument. He seems to always try and stir the pot.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What type of dog is it gonna be? (laughs) Who gets the pick? Which type?
3: Uh, I don't know, something big. I like big dogs.
0: (laughs) Cool. Fantastic. Oh, there you go. It's just blossoming, isn't it? You can just feel the romance in the air between those two. That, that, that's oh. <laughs> well, wait, hold, there's, a, there's another question. So with both of you being elite international ball players, um, do you got, give each other good advice uh, as you go through your careers?
3: I've had the privilege of um, playing alongside Stace and she's always been my my idol, so I'm pretty, yeah, pretty lucky to have that. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: Sorry, Zane. No need. Oh. <laughs> Now she just got what you asked. <laughs> All
3: right. oh, you
0: can say, I okay." saying, okay, you can pick the dog. Does that keep you happy? All right. <laughs> um, uh, and and saying, so, they mentioned that. Um, Taylor, what has been some of the things, uh, playing with Stacey, I know she's right beside you here, but, uh, but playing with her that you have picked up uh, along the way?
3: Uh, how she handles situations pretty much, just her mental side of the game is really strong and, yeah, just look at her. She's amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like this
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll <see her> later. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, that's that's awesome. Well, thank you for uh, for passing on a uh, bit of that. I can only imagine. I know, and and Stacey, you must feel this um, pretty much everywhere you go these days. And for a number of years now, that people are are going to look at you. Uh, and take note of what you do uh, and stuff like that. So uh, along that track, um, one, being an elite sportswoman for Australia, uh, not just softball but just a sportswoman, an icon, um, you know, what has that been like for you?
2: Yeah, I kind of don't really, I guess, get caught up in that stuff too much. I think if you do, you probably lose um, how special it is. But, yeah, it's nice. You know, I've been around a really long time, so I guess – I was always eventually going to get noticed. Um, but I just love playing softball. Um, I love being an Aussie. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's nice that I can now sit next to Tay and, and she says some of those nice things about me. Um, she's a, a phenomenal athlete herself. So, um, yeah, I think we're all lucky to, to share a field together.
0: Well, fantastic Look, um, one of the things that uh, you, we, we showed that clip before against Chinese Taipei But you've been doing this your whole career Performing uh, at the top stage We've got another clip here and, and it's from your New South Wales team You both play for New South Wales, right? In the state champs uh, You were taking on Queensland, I think I can't remember which year it is I think it's a couple of years back now um, But it's like top of the seventh You guys are trailing by one And you do this
2: Stacey Porter to the plate. Well, how are they going to deal with Stacey Porter? Because she is an absolute superstar. Interesting that Coach Fabian Barlow has opted not to intentionally walk Stacey. Stacey has struggled a little bit facing Joss McCallum in the past, so good to see he's
3: backing his pitcher.
2: And there's a ball first up. Oh, she looks. shake of the head, yep. She looks in the zone, Stacey. Well,
0: we know her credentials... She's a superstar of the game, captain of the
3: Aussie spirit, and it's all on her shoulders right now as the Fire Stars look to keep themselves in the game. And look at that. It's away,
1: going, going. It's gone. Stacey oh my Porter. Goodness. Wow. Have a look at that. Stacy Porter points to the crowd and the, f- the fans have gone crazy. The whole team's come out and they've just scored two to take the lead for the first time in the game. Unbelievable. Stacy Porter.
2: That is an outstanding piece of hitting and it shouldn't really be any surprise. She is one of the greatest players that has ever played the game. You know, players dream about being in a situation like that and very rarely do you get the chance to deliver on it and Stacey Porter steps up to the plate and delivers. And it sails over the thing.
0: Well, Stacey, uh, I'm sure it brings back five minutes. You can tell us when exactly that was. A couple of questions. First, did you miss third base running around the bases there?
2: I wonder if they're going to ask. <laughs> do you know what? I actually didn't, but yeah. I ver- I touched it with, I reckon, the bottom of my cleat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've been asked that a few times. and It, well, it does look like I missed Close, it, eh? so I'm yeah.
0: surprised they didn't ask. <laughs> the, other one, the other one is Stacey uh, and the commentator says here, people uh, dream of that moment. What is it like to make people's dreams come true?
2: Yeah, it really is a dream, you know. Um, obviously, we all play sport because we're competitive, so to be brought up in those moments is something that um, – yeah, that I, I love. So, yeah, it does. Um, you know, same sort of thing, the approach. Um, I was never trying to overdo it. It probably looked like I was stepping out and trying to hit the crap out of it. But, um, yeah, it was just a, a cool moment in time. And, like, I've, I've played for New South Wales for years, so always feel really comfortable in that uniform and in that situation. So, yeah, it was it was a good feeling.
1: How does it feel beating Queensland?
2: <laughs> oh. Very In any, are you
0: a Queenslander? I'm the Queenslander, a state of origin Uh, he's talking about, right? uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, girls. Yeah. Sorry. You know the rivalry there, Absolutely. so you know how good it feels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm glad we're not going to talk about state of origin. That's good. We've moved past that quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how do you <laughs> feel? How do you feel? Yeah, congratulations, girls. Congratulations. <laughs> to be fair, you were the, the best team last year too. You just didn't win it. Queensland did. Yeah, say. we didn't do it last <laughs>
2: show,
0: did we? No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, nah. which, is, which is cool. Um, look, there was something after that home run. You, When was that? Um, that state champs, by the way,
2: 2017, I think.
0: Right, right, okay.
2: Yeah. Yep. There was uh,
0: there was a piece they do doing an interview straight after. I'm going to play this clip for you um, uh, after that home run, and it, it's something that leads to me where I, I, I want to ask you a question about you know being level headed, and where do you feel your role is now uh, with the Aussie side, which are about to get into. So let's just have a listen to this interview. Just put
2: New South Wales in the lead in the grand final. Wow! Yeah, um, I'm so, I'm still excited. I, I can't believe that just happened. But it's only the top of the seventh. There's still the bottom of the seventh to go. So we just sort of need to stay composed and get through three more outs. We know how tough they are, and they're not going to lie down. So we'll just stay focused on the defensive inning now. I think.
0: Yeah. So question there. You've just made people's dreams come true. Maybe your own dream come true with that big home run. But yet an interview, and moments later you talk about what's required to win the game, being level-headed. Does that come naturally?
2: Um, yeah, I guess it does, because I've always been someone that doesn't sort of get too over-enthused until you can. Um, and obviously it was only a one-run ball game, um, and we'd had tough battles uh, with Queensland, that, that whole tournament, and, you know, our history is is close battles. So I just knew that... Um, you know, our game's never over until that last out and the last inning. So, yeah, I think it's just a bit natural. I think anyone in that situation would try not to get overwhelmed. Um, like I've said many a times today, we, we have a lot of those moments. So, you get, you know, you have to stay composed and do it till the end.
0: Fantastic. It leads me straight into the Australian side now. I want to talk about Taylor. Um, the Australian side has been building for such a long time to get to this moment of uh, featuring at the Olympics. And, and if you don't mind me saying, you've kind of had a roller coaster sometimes through some of the years with good results and bad results. <laughs> what do you think has been the catalyst, Taylor, to Australia achieving, achieving elite success?
3: Um, I just think if we trust the process and have fun, it's what we do best. And if we're under the same, I guess, like if we're all on the same page, we're good. (laughs) And I think... Yeah,
0: we're at that stage right now and we're ready to go, so I don't Fe- really know if No, that's good. <laughs> that's real good. Uh, um, <laughs> along those lines, you know, for a number of years, we talked about a little bit earlier about um, taking the national team and putting it into the American pro circuit. I know you had a couple of other players popping from time to time. I know mean, you had a couple of Kiwis on the roster at times. Um, but being able to have the team together so much more than a normal national uh, team environment, has that been beneficial?
2: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, you, like you said, we've been building for a really long time. And if you think back to our last Olympic result um, at the last Olympics, we were able to participate in it was a, a bronze medal. Um, and then I would say that the this part has possibly yeah. started from, from that moment. We had a lot of um, people finish their careers after 2008. So it was always going to be a rebuilding phase for the Aussie spirit. Um, we have such a great tradition in world softball. Um so the pressure was always quite high and and you know it was our time to rebuild. Um you know and we've always really focused I think on our culture. Uh I'm sure you Kiwis know all about culture. It's something that brings us all together as as a nation and I know you guys are very similar. So I think once we sort of established that culture um you know you create a, a great base for kids to come into the program or players to, to come in and come out. Um, and they can, I guess, thrive on the legacy that's already there. So I think, yeah, the culture is a big part of it. Um, and just having like-minded people, um, that want to achieve something together. So I think, yeah, like Taylor said, right now we've got a really good group of girls that are all very focused on the one thing. Um, yeah, we, you know, this time right now, we've been together for a month. Um, we've just been announced as an Olympic team today and we've still got about less than three weeks to go until we take on the world. Um, Yeah, so time together helps, definitely. It's been a bit hard during COVID, um, but there was never a time where we weren't connected. You know, we were staying in touch via Zoom. and So there are all the things off the diamond that create the bond, I think, for us on the diamond.
0: Oh, fantastic. Um, One of the things that I've noticed is is, uh, we talked about that pro circuit, but there just seemed to be a lot more competitions that either Australia was putting on, Asia-Pacific Cup, the likes, uh, or they were sending you too. So they just kind of must have said, Ryder, we need your team to play more ball.
2: Yeah, there was a real vision there, I think, um, from Softball Australia, which was great for us. Um, I actually did an interview recently um, and it was all about what's happened between 2008 and now. Um, And I was was quite positive in the fact that um, I think, Softball Australia have done a great job in providing opportunities for us. Obviously, World Baseball Softball has also moved to those World Championships to every two years, so that was always something for us to look forward to. You know, you had that off year of the World Champs, but you were still travelling, playing teams around the world, which was really important. Um, Also, just to keep people in our sport. Unfortunately, when your Olympic Games aren't in your sport, certainly for softball, it, um, it changes a little bit. So there was always... Softball Australia did a great job providing us opportunities, and like you said... The Pro League was probably invaluable for us. Um, you know, we got over there and were able to play something like 50 games in in two or three months. Like, we, we play 50 games if you're in Australia yeah. in about three four years. Yeah, hard. yeah. So that stuff's just invaluable and the quality of competition. It's not just the amount of games, it's the quality of competition. So, yeah, we're very grateful for, for how we've been able to come uh, up until now.
0: Talking about that, Damien. Uh, Stacey Porter is the most capped Australian, right? Scratch that, most capped international softball player of any country in the world ever. My abacus is broken. I've lost count. Uh, last time you were like four forty something. Where are you now?
2: Do you know what? Because of COVID, mate. I'm I'm like four forty five. <laughs> yeah, so it hasn't gone much past um, the Asia-Pacific Cup, really, because there's there's also stipulations around what's classed as an international yeah. cap, so yeah. um, we haven't had as many, um, I think maybe around the 450 mark, maybe, because yeah. I think the, the last Asia-Pacific Cup was Canada as well, but I think that's about it, so yeah, you know, it's nice to, to have those accolades, but yeah. Um, an Olympic gold
0: medal is is what I'm going for now. Yeah, yeah. good on you. I mean, it's, it's insane, Stacey. Uh, we interviewed Nathan Nukunuku, uh, the legendary New Zealand um, captain, uh, and he's the most capped uh, in the Black Sox, uh, and he's 200 and something, right? I can't remember exactly what the number now off the top of my head, but you're... A, Double it! It's insane. That's right. <laughs> the test camps you've got, got uh, a mess together. Um, Taylor, if I um, just touching on something that Stacey said before about uh, providing culture in the team. When you first made the Australian side and you came to your first camp or meeting or whatever the case was, how did the team make you feel? Uh, they
3: were really welcoming, to be honest. Um, there was no like barriers, or, or I guess. Coming in, there's a lot of my idols in the team and especially Stace. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, they were really welcoming and the culture in our team, I think, has always been pretty good. It's, um, yeah, I wouldn't say I was in a stage where I couldn't talk to anyone. um, So, yeah, it's good.
0: Nice. And, And as a young one coming into the team, do you feel you have a voice?
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I felt, well, I didn't want to have one. (laughs) Um, I'm a very quiet person. I feel I'm shy. Um, So I was a bit um, in my own little bubble, I guess, but they definitely brought it out of me, that's for sure.
0: And I was going to say this to the end of the uh, podcast, I'm going to ask you now, um, eventually one day Stacey's going to retire, right? Who's (laughs) Who's the next Stacey Porter in Australia?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad we're videoing this on the way yeah well, well that is the thing
0: right because it's not just a a game play, but it's leadership quality right which is key that you've got to pass on uh, and then the next group and I'm sure you have a leadership team within the, the squad itself but you know those leaders are the ones that make the difference they are <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic um, uh, okay let's uh, talking about the Aussie side now uh, before we got to Tokyo you had to get there somehow uh, and uh, that uh, qualifying event which almost feels like a hundred years ago now because of COVID oh, oh. Um, <laughs> you know back in 19 was uh, in Shanghai um, you girls got to go there of course and they were up against I can't remember it was six or eight teams uh, they were going to qualify for one spot And the way the competition ran, you basically just couldn't lose a game. If you did, you were in trouble. Well, Taylor, on game one against Chinese Taipei, you kicked off the offence like this. Well, Taylor, I talked a little bit earlier on the podcast, you you becoming an elite international hitter, and You can see the proof of it uh, right there. You need, your team needs to get off to a good start on that tournament and uh, get in the middle of the bat and blasting it into another area code, basically. You know, how important do you think it was for the team? Uh, I mean, we scored a run just before
3: that. Um, through Kami and Forky, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, but I don't know I guess it was important it was fun um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun um, meeting in the middle of the bat and yeah it's a different feeling that's for sure <laughs>
0: fantastic um, playing in China uh, you know how did how did you ladies find that environment
2: it was good um, I would definitely say, Personally, that was probably the most pressure I felt going into a tournament um, ever in my life, probably even over the Olympics because we knew had we have not won that, um, that tournament, then our Olympic dream was over. Um, yeah, so I would definitely say the pressure was there. But, um, yeah, I don't really think we mind where we play um, as long as we can put an Aussie uniform on and stick together and being able to qualify um, Australia into the Olympic Games was something pretty special that um, I think we'll never forget. And that, I will say that that first game and when Taylor hit that home run um, was a pretty, pretty big sort of pressure off, I would say, moment for the Aussies because we knew uh, in our pool, Chinese Taipei was a, always going to be our toughest, toughest gig. Um, and to get that early lead, um, that sort of the rest of us that, that really sort of made us level, um, and then we could just play our game after that. So it was a very big moment, I would say, for for us in that tournament.
0: To put it into context, Dame, if I remember correctly, only 12 months before that, I think it was the Asia Pacific Cup, where you were playing against China and Chinese Taipei, um, they run the table on you, and I think you finished third out of those three teams in that event, only 12 months before that. what? How did you turn the table on that?
3: I think we just came together yeah. as a, a team um, and we all – it was like a, a team lineup that was just hitting and, um, yeah, we just all came together at the right time.
2: It was probably good for us, I think, losing at that tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we weren't complacent at one little bit going into Shanghai um, and, you know, you always learn from those losses. So, um, yeah, there were things that we took from that game um, and made sure that didn't happen again.
0: We go to I think it's game two, uh, Stacey. Another sh- uh, video here. One of you fielding instead of hitting for once, <laughs> and um, but you're up against China as we mentioned. Uh, Twelve months before that, they were uh, you know if we say above you or whatever uh, at that time. But you're right up in the ladies' grill at third base there, and she drives it at you. <laughs> What's going through your mind in a situation like this?
1: Followed by Xu Jia Ah, and that's a rope knocked down by Porter. No chance, even though a good hard throw. So one more time, leadoff, hit her aboard for the second consecutive inning.
0: This time it's Yen Si that hits that ball hard. Look at that reactional stamina by Porter at third base. But Remember, she's fielding in. Not even the greatness of Porter can stop that one. <laughs>
1: but harsh job.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you were so close to that further in that situation. I know potentially she could bunt it or whatever the case is. I didn't quite catch the the pitch count on it. But, um, you know, when you've got to go that close to an international hitter who's got power as well, you, you know, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, I guess um, probably the later in my career I will admit that I've probably gotten a little bit slower. So I tend to sit in a little bit shorter on those lefties I know they're quick and going to drop something. I would prefer to take a hit um, yeah. in the body, I guess, rather than them betting me out um, on, a, on a short bunt. So, yeah, I probably was a little bit close. Um, but I guess, you know, at third base that the ball's going to come quick at times. So I was lucky enough to get my glove up.
0: <laughs> um, Taylor, that week uh, you were there, you succumbed to an injury uh, too. For memory, um, I can't remember exactly how you did it, uh, but it was a leg injury. I don't if it was extending from first base or whatever the case was. When that hit you, what was going through your mind? Because you potentially could have ruled you out for the rest of the tournament. Uh, yeah, it
3: was. I was at first base and I stretched out for a ball, and I my leg kept going. I slipped, and I just heard something pop. I guess in my leg. And I said to Stacey Mack, who was at second base, I'm stuck. <laughs> I <can't get> up. <laughs> um, and I ended up getting up and playing through the inning. Um, and I was a bit, like, I, I wasn't really too worried about it because I knew I could get through it if um, they let me on the field again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just did all the right things, I guess. I got lucky. <laughs>
0: now we're after the event. What actually did happen to your league? Unknown. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do. I do. I, run for a while. Yeah
3: yeah a lot of stuff going on there
0: I'm not sure what was going on. I do remember it was either the day of the final match or the day of the the match of the second the last day one of the two and you'd stayed behind to have some work or something like that with uh, with your trainer and you're in the pool I went for a swim bumped into, into you and I asked it was the last day I asked whether you were going to be fit enough to hit because you were crushing the ball that week and luckily you were. Yeah, yeah, nothing was going to keep me off. Damien, that week uh, in Shanghai, these two just ripped it apart, um, both finished with a 500 batting average, combined together 15 RBIs, and it's a short turnaround tournament, so they just kind of rope the, the heck about it. We've got a clip here, ladies, um, oh well before I get to that, any funny stories from that trip?
2: Uh-huh. Isn't it, it happens on it stays until we don't I didn't
1: read that well, story. you do our podcast. That's it's, it's beyond the dugout after dark. Just saying. <laughs> what those stories are.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so look, 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 the big moment, the whole reason you were there, not just that day, that week in China, uh, but for, um, for what it's now been 13 years between drinks, was to qualify for the Olympics. We've got a clip here of the final out. Let your girls watch it and you tell us how you feel. Just continue this dominant offense, haven't they? And a swing
1: and a miss. It's over and book your flight to Tokyo, Japan, Australia. You are the sixth team to head Williams to the 2020 China.
0: Olympic Games. The game team China oh, what an amazing the team job. Australia and good on them. Look at Porter. Arm computer is raised. Computer. So is the country. Will they will be raised at the moment. Standing in applause the across W-B-L-C- the whole of the country. Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne as the supporters are here. Salute them well. No wonder they've been dancing in the stands all week. This team is the real deal. they Going
2: good to good the win.
0: Olympics oh, no, again. Yeah. To Yes, they are. So ladies, how
2: did it feel? Yeah, goosebumps all over yeah. again. I love watching that. Um, I think actually before that, the last inning, Taylor come up to me and she's like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was at a stage in the game, I think we'd had like a six, five or six-run lead. So um, we were pretty... Pretty certain that that was going to happen. Um, obviously, you've still got to keep your level head, and I think we did that right until that little moment. Um, yeah, and then Kaya and Bill went together, and then it was a nice, perfect moment for Tay and I to <laughs> to have a nice little embrace, and then we all got around each other. It was a pretty special moment. I think also then, um, if you watch that clip, our mums actually have a little cuddle in the stands oh. too, so that was a nice moment. But, yeah, it was fantastic, um, and it's always something that we really enjoy reliving.
0: And, and what was going through your, your mind in those, uh, in those seconds, Taylor?
3: Oh, it's just like to Kai to throw, that, to throw <laughs> down the mill. <middle. laughs> um, and she kept fouling it off. So, um, but, yeah, like Stace said before, I looked at her, I was like, I'm coming to you, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, I was a bit shaky. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah, a feeling that you can never really get back, but mm. relive all the time as well.
0: There was a special moment uh, after um, the ceremony was all done, and uh, they had the. Uh, and I think we've got it in one of the posts here, a photo of the team, uh, and it says we're heading to Tokyo, uh, but there was a special moment there where all the families and parents came out, was that right, they came onto the field for a photo as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was great, it was like, yeah, yeah. someone was like... It was all planned, obviously. We didn't know that, but <laughs> yeah, it was like the call, come on down, guys, and and I think for all of us, because we all know how much of, of a role our parents and our um, supporters and partners all play in it. So it was a. A super special moment to be able to share
0: with it with them, um, and they bought the champagne, so we were never going to kick them off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! And, and look, realization at that moment that you have got Australia back in the Olympics—the first chance again back in the—and you've succeeded in getting them back in there. How did that feel? Um, not just for you, but you think for your for your families and for your sport in Australia?
2: You got that one. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. That's that's exactly what it was. I think going into that tournament, we were very well aware that had we have not qualified, you know, our sport um, would be different heading into these next few years. Uh, we knew that we weren't going to be in the Paris Olympics, so it was a long, a long wait, I guess, um, in between those things. So there was definitely that expectation, um, but then you know the the elation feeling um, of being able to produce um and get that over the line for softball australia was something that that we'll never forget and yeah family and friends i think i touched on it like for them there was a lot you know we're going to be we're going to be sad without our fans here because they are one of the best groups in the world um they they get around us there's always a ton of them um but yeah so it was really great that we could share that moment uh with them
0: (laughs) actually good question because uh, we're going to talk about your campaign uh, next um, but the, the parents because I got to ride home on the plane uh, I took the Sydney trip so I actually the tail of your parents were on the flight with me uh, and I think a couple of your rallies as well um, a real good fan of yours too Stacey by the way which she was good to chat with um, but um, uh, it was really cool to to spend some time with them uh, you know on that flight they were a bit dusty What I had the next day <laughs> to be fair um, but um, uh, they were already talking about booking the tickets for Tokyo and uh, and their biggest concern was getting a ticket to the match. Now not being able to come to Japan, you know, how are they feeling? Uh, I think
3: they're a little bit upset. Um, I think my parents said if I was got, got to go, they wish they could have been there and stuff yeah. like that. But at the end of the day, they were just happy that I got to go do what I wanted to do and get to live out that dream. Um, but they're all going to Cairns, hopefully, if the – Covid situation dies down in Australia, um, and they're going to go watch the games all together as a big
2: group up there.
0: Each about all the families.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's, awesome. There was a uh, Jade Wall's dad, John. Yeah. Um, put out a call to his his does a lot of business in Cairns, so he got us uh, got the parents a great deal up in um, a hotel up in Cairns, and they're going to have it on the big screen each day. Oh, um, fantastic. Yeah, so you know, like, like I said, our, our supporters are a pretty cool bunch of people and the fact that they've all, you know, gone in and, and bought tickets and flying up to Cairns for it is really, really cool for us.
0: Ah, brilliant. Okay, let's talk about uh, now. You, you touched down in Japan. Let's talk about heading, uh, being there in Japan where you are now for the, for the Olympics. You touched down. Man, did you stir up a media craze being the first international team to arrive for the Olympics?
3: Yes, we did. Yeah, Yeah, they were very in your face, um, (laughs) asking all the questions and some of them were harder than others, I guess, how we felt about the situation. Do we feel bad, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, But, yeah, it was all right. Like it was pretty cool to see Soppa actually get some recognition, I guess, as well.
0: It was awesome to see. I mean, as a Soppa fan... Uh, it was just simply outstanding to see, uh, you know, the recognition for the game. But it wasn't just, you know, local media in Australia. It was international media that grabbed that story. I think it was pretty much every uh, news website that I went to. It was on there. It was on TV. It was you, you name it. I mean, it was, so, I don't know if it was on purpose, but man, what a great media uh, moment for our sport, and but also Australian softball, but, but just our sport in general.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was fantastic, wasn't it? And like, yeah, like you said, like we were on BBC. I, I did an interview with the New York Times recently, so it wasn't just one, you know, country grabbing onto it. Um, you know, we were across the world, and and I think that, um, you know, that made what we've been doing here all that little bit harder. We knew that there was a lot more scrutiny on us. Um, so yeah. We haven't left the bubble. We're doing all the right things. Um, and I think maybe moving into the village in a few weeks, it might make things a little a little bit easier for us, having gone through all that already. Yeah. Um, we'll leave to the other teams when they have to hit the ground running. So, yeah, it was, I think, you know, we knew that we had to come to Japan um, and get some quality game time and, and quality time together. So um, Oda City, which is the city we're in, did a fantastic job of um, creating quite a smooth transition really uh, other than the media and you know we were ready for that anyway so yeah we're excited to be
0: here fantastic as we well documented uh, that you're basically going from the hotel to the ballpark the ballpark to the hotel and uh, and under strict conditions while you're there uh, and you've been there for about a month now how have the matches and and your warm-ups um, trainings and things been going
3: yeah they're good um, it's good to get some competition against. I guess, international teams and stuff like that um, and the, the quality of the games. And um, there's some limits that we have, like we have to wear masks on base and stuff like that, yeah. which is, I guess, what it could be like at the Olympics. Um, we don't really know that yet. Um, but, yeah, it's good to, I guess, put things into practice that could come up in the games.
0: Fantastic. Um, Stacey, you've been in in town for a little longer than the rest of the girls because you've also been playing professional softball in Japan for for a very long time. First question around that, did you have any concerns about going back to Japan before the team? Or were you all good? Yeah, um, look, it's a a
2: tough one when it's it's your profession. Um, I knew that, Yeah, coming into this, it would be a little bit different than something that I've ever experienced before. But Softball Australia and Lang in particular were always really on board with Kyra and myself coming over here. Um, From a preparation point of view, I guess it it wasn't a bad thing for us to be in Japan and and training every day and playing games. Um, So, yeah, I always felt all right with that, um, knowing that we would eventually get to Tokyo and be able to, to join the group um pretty smoothly
0: so yeah it's all worked out really well which is great ah fantastic um so how many matches have you played over the last month uh, as a squad 23
2: 23
3: I
0: think right and from this point now you've got as you just said before around about 20 odd uh, days uh well 21st is the is the first match so it's the first today so yeah 20 days to go how many matches will you fit in into that window
2: Yeah, there's probably 10 to 15. It just it kind of sometimes the schedule changes daily. Yeah. Um, you know, we were meant to play a couple of games yesterday against a, a Division One team that had to pull out because one of the girls was sick. So um, we're a little bit running, you know, on the ground running. And um, yeah. so we just did a scrimmage against each other yesterday. We've still got enough numbers here to scrimmage against each other. Each other. So, yeah, we should hopefully get 10 to 15 ish, more games in, um, which, you know, now we're an official um, Olympic team, um, I think is going to be really important for us before the 21st.
0: Oh, fantastic. I, I guess, lucky for you, uh, um, within your coaching staff, you've got one of the best pitchers in the world, and uh, Andrew Kirkpatrick. Um, what's it like hitting BP off him, for starters? Because I tried to do that through my whole career not so good, just saying. <laughs> uh
3: it's a bit of a reality check.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's all right in BP. It's just when they make him get on the mound and throw, you know, a bit harder to us. He actually – do you know what? Lang's going to love this. Lang throws quicker than him in BP. So it's <laughs> <laughs> harder to get your timing off cheesy than it is to Lang because Lang just gets in there and goes whip, whip, whip. But – um. Yeah, we've had some opportunities, which has been good to hit off Cheesy throwing um, a little bit harder and, and challenging. You know, we know we're going to face some some fastballs um, in a few weeks, so it's been good to sort of mix that up um, and then also get the practice of the local Japanese teams to, um, you know, figure out your timing and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, he's pretty pretty valuable Cheesy.
0: Nice. Uh, before we talk about the uh, competition starting on the 21st, your first game, um What's some of the things as a team you, you've you put in place to kind of, um, I guess, keep that team morale up or break the monotony of, of we started with ballpark hotel, hotel ballpark scenario?
2: I think, um, well, being around the, like you said, the the hotel the whole time, we've got like a what have we got? We've got ping pong downstairs. We've got Mario Kart set up. So, you know, when we're at the diamond, um, it's full softball focus, but I think it's really important for us that when we're not at the diamond, just to switch off that little bit. Um, and I think for me, it's, it's not a hard thing to do because I'm used to it. Um, but for the girls that generally work full time and, and train outside of that, it's a little bit harder for them to get used to being, um, in the softball bubble the whole time. So I think it's, What's been key for us has just been switching off when we're off the diamond, um, but then making the most of of the opportunities when we get to, to go to the diamond and work towards um, the Olympics. Yeah. And
3: I think it's as hard as people think it actually is. Like, it's actually nice to not do anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like softball heaven,
0: right?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: so, Taylor, is an opportunity to sneak out down to the local pub for a pint?
3: I wouldn't risk
0: it uh, okay. wow. Wait, what, do, you, do you just find out where the USA team is staying And send like an uber full of beer To their, to their <laughs> room That's, Yeah we hadn't
2: thought of that
0: That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay let's talk about the competition now uh, Arguably uh, this Olympics And we look at some World Cups in the past The parity of the six teams that are going to compete Is really close this time around
3: Yeah, it is. It's going to be a lot of hard games, but I think that's the exciting part. Um, No game's going to be easy, and it's going to be really fun.
0: (laughs) If we start at the top, um, Stacey, day one... Uh, to not only your first game, but to open the Olympics. Just saying, uh, on July 21st, you'll be taking on uh, the last Olympic champions, uh, Japan. Um, you know, what What do you envisage uh, that is going to be like, Stacey, for the team? Yeah, look, I
2: have always said if you want to take on Japan um, at, at home Olympics, you want to take them on in the first game, so... Um, I know that in this camp we're really excited to face the Japanese in Game 1. Um, you know, we've always had a, a wonderful rivalry with them um, and we haven't sort of played against them in, in two or so years. So there's lots of things that we've probably both been working on um, in that time and, and perfecting our game. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm sure that it will be one hell of a match, Game 1, to kick off the Olympic schedule.
0: You kick Ueno. We talk about Stacey Porter as a legend of the game. Well, she's a legend of the game too. How does Australia combat her?
2: Yeah, she definitely is a legend. Um, and if you go into that game thinking anything else, I think you're gonna you're gonna be very disappointed. So, I think Waino, um, you know, my observation with Waino is you need to attack her early. Um, we'll we'll give her all the respect that she deserves, but you know, we're doing. All the things on our side to to you know scout um, and be ready for all her pitches, um, yeah. And I'll just make sure that the girls are you know in that level headspace, um, not caught up in the moment, um, and just ready for battle. You know, we've we've faced Wayno a few times at international level. We tend to to get Wayno a fair few times, don't we? So we know what's going to be coming. Um, it'll just be whether we can stay in our shoes and, and just embrace the moment um, and get out there and compete on the diamond.
0: Stacey, we played that clip earlier and we talked to you about being level-headed uh, after you'd hit that home run against uh, Queensland uh, back in the state champs, the reason I put that in there is this is going to be your third Olympics, everyone else on the team is on debut here, um, and uh, I remember asking you this question actually in Shanghai as well, and you, you were saying, I'm more interested in what it can do for them, um, what's the advice that uh, now you will give to them being their debut in Olympics?
2: Yeah, I think I said it just earlier. Like I, I always, um, yes, I've been to two and my two Olympic experiences were very different. Um, and I remember my first experience being very overwhelming, um, caught up in the moment, you know, being in the village, walking around some world-class athletes is something that I'll never forget, um, but maybe something that was a little bit distracting for me at the time. I was a baby in the team back then and there yeah. was a lot of ex- athletes. Um, around me so I was lucky enough to be surrounded by that experience but um, yeah my advice to the girls um, will be just to not get caught up in the moment Um, it's going to be a very different Olympics for every person um, no matter if you've been on no matter if you haven't so I think if we can embrace um, the experiences just being able to play softball um, I'll be making sure that, that that's their focus and that they don't sort of yeah get out of that too much.
0: Fantastic, Taylor. What's your expectations?
3: Uh, I don't really have any. It's going to be exciting. Um, I guess just be there and not
2: think too forward.
0: Question: Do you get to go to the opening ceremony?
2: No, we don't, and I don't think we were anyway. Because right. we start. I think the opening ceremony is the twenty third. Yes. Um, so. Our first two games are actually located up in Fukushima, yeah, um, so not in Tokyo. So I think that was always going to be our travel day, to travel back to the village because the rest of our tournament will then be um, in and around Tokyo. So we were never going to be at that, um, which is a bummer. You know, that's a, that's a great part of the experience, but um, yeah, we'll just we'll just get in and get the job done.
0: Nice, get in and get the job done Let's talk about some of the other opponents This um, this week coming up Sorry, in a couple of weeks time uh, you, you know, you'll play um, Italy in your second match uh, They knocked out the Netherlands from Europe To qualify, and then after That you'll go to Canada, so two tough Teams there, what are you expecting to face On those two teams uh, I don't really know I,
3: It's been a long time <laughs> since we've played international like them Internationally, so I guess like ourselves, we've had a lot of time to work on different things and um,
0: I guess just expect a good ball game. Fantastic. I guess the good thing, Mexico play Canada on day one. So if there was a chance to scout both teams, it's going to be on day one after you've taken on Japan. So that should work uh, well for you as well. Um, USA, you can't go past without talking about them. Uh, they are the last World Cup champions. Um and obviously silver medalists, as you know, back in Beijing when you picked up bronze. Um, Stacy. they're a perennial powerhouse, obviously built around coming out of the university-college system. How do you upset that team?
2: Yeah, that's probably a good question. Um, yeah, we're very aware of how strong the US are. Um, but I think you said it earlier in that it's it's a lot closer. I think the level of competition between the the six teams, like I don't think that we'll be taking any team any more so than any other. Um, but, yeah, the U.S., um, you know, I think we need to get at them early, um, hopefully attack their pitches and, um, yeah, just, just bring out confident game. I think the last time we played the U.S. was in 2018 at World Champs um, and that was in a, in a semi-final, I think, um, we ended up losing that by one run, but that's yeah. probably the best played against the U S in a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will definitely draw on that experience. That was a big moment in that tournament. Um, yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll do our research behind the scenes. Um, and then hopefully bring that, that Aussie spirit. I think the Aussie spirit is something that, um, not of the, uh, not a lot of the other teams have. So I'm, I'm excited to, to hit them on the diamond as well.
0: Well, one thing that Australia has right now, and you've built depth in the team. You've got four quality pitchers were named today uh, in your uh, in your squad. Does that make a big difference, even though it's one game a day?
2: <laughs> uh, catch up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, they're all pretty different. Um, yeah. So having such a, a different crew is, like, what we can use to our advantage, I guess, throwing different stuff at them. Um, but, yeah, like... They're
0: all capable of doing great things, so I'm excited for them all. Fantastic. Uh, on that on that note, Taylor, we know that uh, you're catcher, first base, and you can play a bit of outfield if need be as well. Uh, to be fair, the way you hit the ball, they're going to put you anywhere. Maybe not pitch, but, <laughs> but put you anywhere, right, on the, on the diamond. But uh, where do you think you're going to um, find you know the majority of your playing time? I have no
3: idea. <laughs> That's too hard. I think I've played in a, in a different position at every. World Championship, yeah.
0: so I don't really know. <laughs> well, that's got to be an advantage, eh? Damien, uh, being able to be able to play multiple positions because, you know, at a, a world level, it's not easy to do that.
3: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you got a good bat, they will put you in. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Um, and just the competition. So one round robin. Now I see they have the bronze medal match in the morning of the gold medal match. Is that straight? Uh, bonds, or is it that one where if you win that you go to the gold as well? How does the format work? No, I
2: think it's first past the post. That's what makes it such a tough.
0: Right. A tough so it's one v two after the round robin yeah. goes to the gold.
2: Yeah, that's it's, that's my understanding. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be one hell of a competition. And each game, you know, generally all your games at the Olympics, are, um, you know, you have to be on your game, your A game. But this is this, you know, you generally have that. Um, semi-final and and all that sort of stuff. But this time around, it's just straight through. So um, one tough five- to six-day tournament. So, yeah, we're really, really excited about it.
0: We ran the table undefeated in Shanghai. We'd love to see you to run the table undefeated uh, in uh, in Japan as well for the Olympics. It would be just uh, simply outstanding. Now, let's fast forward to that last day. 27th of July. It's a Tuesday. Game starts at 8pm. Yokohama Stadium. You're down to the last innings. How does Australia win it?
2: Oh, I'd love to say 7-0 so we don't have to... <laughs> do clench like uh, like um, if we could be. But, oh, look, who knows? That's a... That's probably one of those dream moments, Chopper, that we're all dreaming to be in that situation to be able to hit the run in or pitch the last strikeout. Um, You know, yeah, we're a a close-knit group of girls and and I don't think it matters what's going to happen on that day as long as someone does it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's one of the cool things I like about the Australian team is that there's no egos in your team. You're all willing to do whatever it takes, uh, whether it be getting hit by a pitch or, or, or driving the ball over the fence or diving for a catch or whatever the case is, you will do anything for each of your sisters. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Too true. And I said it earlier, I mean, I don't mean to sound disrespectful to any other country because I know everyone brings their own type of game, but I've always said that the camaraderie and the Aussie spirit um you know we're called the Aussie spirit for a reason um spirit is a, a strong word in our culture and um in our country really um and there's just that rule stick together attitude that um when the the chips are down that we really like to fight for each other so um yeah that's something that we'll draw on as well
0: fantastic taylor you win it who's the first phone call Oh, um,
3: I don't think I'll have to tell anyone. Everyone will be watching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Zane's like this right now, right? He's like.
3: <laughs> um, I guess just my family. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah, Fantastic. <laughs> that That's cool. And Stace, what about for you, you know, um, uh, at the end of this uh, Olympics, you know, whatever the outcome is, and, and I definitely hope it's gold. Um, that's for sure. The way you guys play is exciting to watch. Um, you know, how's it going to feel for you?
2: Oh, gee, amazing. Um, yeah, I probably couldn't really put it into words. And if you ask me to, I'll probably start crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, I think it, for all of us, the journey is just such a, a massive part of it. And then to, to get a reward at the end of it, I remember the feeling in Shanghai when we won um, was something that I've never felt before. So I would assume that that's why I can't explain it, um, is something that we won't know how it will feel until um, the moment comes. And I've been on a, a second dice. I've been on a third dice. so I can only imagine what that number one dais. Um, and then listening to your national anthem with, like you said, all your sisters around you is something that, um, yeah, I'm, I would dream about it, yeah.
0: fantastic Um, well we've got a couple of questions here ladies from a couple of viewers Damien's going to read them to you
1: one of our top fans uh, and just to clarify last week he's not an Astros fan he's the Red Sox's son as he threw his son under the bus anyway uh, what are your go-to drills to keep sharp when you're not on the diamond and you find most effective to keep you going
3: Uh, playing or
1: Uh, off the diamond off the diamond to keep you sharp
3: um, I like hitting a little
0: wiffle, um, with a little bat. Wiffle for with a little head. bat. Nice. Yeah. Is that in the hallway of the hotel right now?
2: <laughs> no. We did do some yeah. of that actually in the downstairs. first few days, cause we were in quarantine for the first three days. So we right. really like, we couldn't go to the park or anything. We had to stay in the hotel and there's a big sort of a, a meeting room downstairs. So we were hitting, um, some little wiffles with some little bats down there and, and throwing some balls around. So, yeah, I think those little things, like some of those drills we did back at the start, for me, there's some defensive drills where you just, you don't need a softball, um, but they're just sort of getting your eye in. I think, you know, um, one of the f- ones that I really liked was we had two um, two sort of sticks or like broomsticks yeah. um, on the ground and then a tennis ball would be rolled Um, and then the the tennis ball would obviously react differently each time, so you had to sort of read the ball um, and make the play defensively. Um, I think that was something that I really enjoyed, and not that I do it all the time, but it's something that I think could be beneficial for, you know, reading hops and and reading the ball, so, yeah. Awesome.
1: Next one is pregame rituals. Do you have any?
3: I shall. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> good
2: idea Okay, okay. <laughs> that's
0: it like
3: seriously I just got to shower
2: make sure I shower that's it yeah no I'm not too superstitious or worry too much if things um, aren't always the same so as long as I yeah as long as I get my little BP in I think I'm alright
1: cool and lastly from Stace's, um just any words of advice for anyone at club um, club level just inspiration them ballers out there?
2: Um, I think I always like to say don't sort of be too hard on yourself um, I think I've said that in the interview a few times but it really is such a tough game to play there's so many different facets in our game to be good at um, so take your time you know, always listen to your coaches I, I always say that I'm still learning the game, you know, I've been playing for a really long time but Never stop learning, um, and yeah, and just take each each individual part of our game. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's quite hard. So just yeah, don't be too hard on yourself, and um, yeah, train your butt off.
0: Nice, mm-hmm. nice, train your butt off. <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah. be hard on yourself, yeah, Damien. For yeah. once, don't be hard on yourself. Never. Okay, <laughs> uh, ladies, what a cool thing! Uh, last segment on the show here. Uh, it's a uh, all world. Uh, beyond the dugout, all world women's selection, and so you get to take the cap off as a player now and put it on as a coach. Uh, and what I'm going to get you to do is get to pick one player each of who should make that starting lineup, and I'll tell you what we'll do with those two players after that. These are the players that are gone so far. First went was Monica Abbott. So, so these players can be on any era, uh, any part of the world. Entirely up to you. You're the coach. You're the pick, right? Um, So gone is uh, two starting pitchers. Uh, Monica Abbott, she went in the first week. Laura Andrews picked her. Um, Lisa Fernandez went in week two at third base, because she played third base as well. Uh, She went by Kitty Shaw. Uh, The Bromhead sisters in Auckland, uh, you you would know them, uh, Taylor. They picked... um, Yukika Huono uh, is the other starting pitcher for this all-world selection. And Hayley McClainey from USA uh, team, she picked Laura uh, Laura Berg at field, So she's now one of the coaches uh, for the USA team. So what is left you can select from? First, second, shortstop, left and right field, or DP. So first, second, shortstop, left and right, outfield, or DP. So you get to make one pick each.
2: All right, I'm going to go first because Taylor's whispering I don't know. (laughs) Um, I will pick the shortstop and I will go with um, who I think is probably the best ever shortstop to play the game, Natalie Ward, um, uh, an Aussie spirit four-time Olympian, um, four medals. Yeah, Wardie was so graceful. Um, She made... You know, hard plays look easy. So I was lucky enough to play in two Olympic games with her, and I was always felt very secure um, playing next to Wardy when I was playing at third base. So, very easy answer for me would be Nat Ward.
0: Ah, fantastic. Before I get to your pick, so I can see the mind ticking there, Taylor, what was one bit (laughs) of advice that, um, that Natalie gave you, Stacey, as a player?
2: Oh, jeez. We had a few few moments off the diamond that I could remember. But, um, <laughs>
0: yeah, you're round. i
2: mean, <laughs> <laughs> You won't go there. Um, well, I think what I took from Wardy was that she was always really level-headed as well. Um, the moment never seemed to get too much for Wardy. So I think, um, if I think back to Nat Ward, just watching her play, she was my idol when I was growing up. I had a couple of softball idols and Nat Ward was generally one, but um, Wardy's sort of demeanor never changed, um, and she always looked in
0: control, so that was something that I think I learned from that. Ah, oh, fantastic! Well, there you go, on top of the screen for you is well, just second base is gone, that was the only one that's gone. So, i one option for a shortstop. Natalie Ward, Taylor, your pick. You can pick a shortstop too, because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next, or um, left and right outfield, or DP. So, first, second, shortstop. Two corners in the outfield or DP? Pick
3: one. So I can pick third base. No,
0: third base is gone. Did I say third base? Yeah, third base is gone. That was Lisa Fernandez. You did say the corners. DP. Okay. Porter. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder she goes. Third base. Yeah, nice. Fantastic. (laughs) Okay. Well, you don't have to tell us about uh, Stacey Porter. We just. (laughs) 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 Uh, This is going to make the next bit awkward. Uh, Fantastic. Okay, so. What happens now is you two have to agree who the selection is from this podcast.
2: Oh, so it can
0: only be one. Can only be one from each podcast.
1: And one of them's you. Oh, that
0: is tough. (laughs) Um, So, you know how I said that, you know, when Stacey leaves, someone has to be a leader uh, in the Australian side? Taylor, you get to make a decision. Which one? Stacy Porter or Natalie
3: Ward?
0: <laughs> I mean I vote Stacy Porter. <laughs> Done. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Starting shortstop for the Beyond the Dugout All World selection is none other than the legendary Stacy Porter. uh that's fantastic um ladies just before i thank you uh for coming along today or taking the time today um to come on the uh, podcast um anything you'd like to say to your fans or or whanau uh, before they head to (laughs) kins um back home um no i just i just thank you i think um
2: i've said before how important our family and friends are um and partners are to this journey they sacrifice a lot as well um and you know we couldn't do what we do if they weren't as supportive supportive as they were so yeah just love you guys lots mum christy um mel and thank you for yeah just being there for us um and allowing us to to be on this journey doing something we love
3: yeah and same um I've got a lot of family I could thank, but mum, Dada and Zane, I wouldn't be here without you guys. Um, and this success is as much mine as it is yours.
0: That's it. That's simply awesome. Well done, ladies. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming along to Beyond the Dugout. It's been a great privilege to have you along. Uh, Stacey, your career speaks for itself. Um, but the great thing about your career, you're not done. And I, I have a feeling uh, you'll use all of your experience. You'll put the nerves to the side and just execute the way you do. Taylor, I can't wait to see you play in the Olympics. I think you've got big things ahead of you. I love the way you hit and uh, and the way you idolise the person to your right-hand side. Makes good sense because I think you will be the next Stacey Porter to come out of Australia. So thank you so much, ladies, for your time today. Thanks for having us.
3: Yeah, thanks,
2: guys.
0: Oh, Damien, dude, I knew this one was going to be big uh, um, with a legend like Stacy Porter. How could it not be?
1: Absolutely, mate. I mean, I, I only know what I've read and what I've seen on TV. I know you've you've been lucky enough to commentate her. Like your voice was was in the background of, of some of those awesome video clips, and and what a special lady and and humble and um, yeah, it was it was really cool to sit here and just listen, you know, and just get an amazing story from. 445 capped uh, Australian softball player.
0: There, there are some international teams. Collectively, the caps don't add up to that. I mean. No, they wouldn't, They No. Eh?
1: No, not a, not a man. But, I mean, when you're playing, what what have they played in recently? What, 25 games in the last month or yeah. whatever it is? Yeah. Um, well, those won't had, be tests. I, I yeah, get, I get right. that, but what was that? She but had a stint can. when she had 50 tests yeah. or whatever it was in yeah. a few months. Oh, yeah, just, if, if you've got that ball, then amazing imagine our ladies getting that ball
0: the longevity of her game mm. not just to be able to play but to be play at the international elite level and still consider arguably one of the best hitters in the world absolutely
1: still uh still improving still learning you know still taking those things that don't work and and working on them so yeah no it, it's uh she's textbook of someone to look up to into the game isn't she
0: talking about looking up to her i can't help but say her. Taylor, it's, it's a yeah. man yeah she's like she's it's almost like she's starstruck absolutely her next yeah. to her best friend
1: yeah no it was really cool really yeah. cool seeing that um you know sitting here uh looking at the two of them sitting there on zoom and um yeah she she does you can tell she idolizes her eh? and the way she talks about her and and just the way she is around her um and we only saw a snippet of course but um yeah pretty pretty awesome to to um yeah look it's say your um your inspiration your role model whatever you want to call her but now you're, you're one of your best friends and a a, a, a
0: teammate as well that's pretty cool yeah, very, very cool indeed. The cool thing with Titsakronis though is, and I wasn't joking, I wasn't pumping your tyres about her hitting has become elite on the international level. I've watched her rise. Like I mentioned, the first time I saw her was in person was playing for Mount Albert Ram was a number of years ago now, uh, and good, but the competition wasn't that great, but you know, still a good player, didn't really pay much attention to be honest with you. But now being able to see her internationally and how she's come along, she is going to be an elite hitter.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you We're asked. Already, so. You asked Stacey who, who was the next Stacey Porter, and she pointed to the to the girl next to her. So, I mean, you know, those are those are big shoes to fill. I don't know if it's big shoes to fill because there will only be one Stacey Porter, but yeah. um, you know, she's definitely a, a, in the right environment to become the next big thing, for sure.
0: Yeah, what an environment to just getting to go to the Olympics. I remember catching up with the Australian team straight after they qualified and. Uh, in shanghai yeah you know after they uh, they the, the families went out onto the field got a photo as they were coming off the field i got a chance to have catch up with a bunch of them right there and then and uh, you know just saying just just in case you don't know you're an olympian <laughs> they're like yeah. you know i mean it's i mean they actually only named the last 14 today yeah. um but um or yesterday but uh, um, out of the squad that was already there last selection camp but um Boy, oh boy! I mean, it's an amazing thing. It's it, and and they talked about one of those clips earlier. Um, the commentator did about Stacey hitting that home run, at the top of the seventh, down by one run, and state champs. It's what dreams are made of? You South well I
1: was going up over Queensland. Yep. Okay, wasn't going there.
0: But that's what that's what the Olympics <laughs> is about, right? Yes. Just going to an Olympics is what dreams are made of.
1: Yeah, it's a bit. Think they're going to miss the opening ceremony, I reckon. But I mean, this this um, Olympics is going to be different anyway, so um yeah pretty pretty cool that they're gonna have that that uh day to be together and and go from venue to venue but um yeah what an experience isn't it i mean
0: i think the other thing with them um that that has to be said not just that team i'm sure the other international teams are in the same boat however we know uh australia well the amount of sacrifice they've had to make we just heard they've been in this tiny bubble for a month already and it's still a month we're just under a month to go to the games you know they can't go anywhere you know it's just their teammates and and they love their teammates but, you know, sometimes after a while, it's like, dude, dude, I need a bit of space.
1: <laughs> we might get to 21st of July and they're calling up a couple of others because they kill each, <laughs> killed each other in, in bubble or whatever. But Or they're either going to be at a wits end or they're going to be close as hell. And, but just and, the
0: sacrifice yeah. they have oh, made yeah. for the country. And the other one you just mentioned, they're not getting to go to the, mm. to the opening ceremony. You know, they're focusing the competition, as you can see, is before and after the opening ceremony. Their focus is bringing back a gold medal for Absolutely. Australia and um, you know, to give up yeah. all those things, those privileges, those families, those relationships and Zane picking a new dog for the world. You know, but you know what I mean? I'm not trying to joke about it. I wouldn't pick it. that dog, Zane. I no. wouldn't pick it. <laughs> um, get a poodle.
1: <laughs> uh, I also wouldn't get a poodle. No.
0: Um, but you know what I mean? They are sacrificing a lot and, you know, at, at the end of it, I hope they're successful yeah. because they deserve it. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, no,
1: it's uh, a long time coming, and they've still got such a su- such a hike ahead of them uh, before that podium. But um, yeah, all the best to them, and I, I can't believe I just said that.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm excited. Twenty days away to the Olympics. Yeah, oh cool. boy, am I excited! And we've got a uh, uh, another. Couple of Olympic episodes coming up as mm-hmm. we, we've talked about for a while now. We've got Mark Porteous. We're just putting the final touches on Canada, uh, and that'll be the week just uh, leading into the Olympics. It's all so close, man. What we, mm-hmm. the access we're getting. So looking forward to that. Um, but going to take a break from the women's game just for one week and uh, mix it up. And we're mixing it up with arguably um, the best brother combination. Should I say three brother combination? Yeah. What's well, the only one too? But. Amazing athletes. It's the Anoka brothers next week. Thomas, Benny, and ever-lovable, I love you, Nana, Campbell.
1: (laughs) Sees it. Um, Yeah, I'm glad you... uh, I'm sure there's a lot of brothers out there saying, you know, I'm glad you said three there, Chop. Um, But, yeah, pretty special to have three uh, close-knit, very different brothers in um, pull-on-the-jersey at the same time. Very cool. It was a very cool... um, Moment getting to sit down with them up in uh, up in the 09 a few weeks ago, yep. um, and of course, uh, they're running amok in uh, America, so yeah, hopefully two, we can have a t- update as well.
0: Yeah, two, two of them are gone, so we might actually try and see if we can't grab a little snippet from them. Absolutely, and throw yeah, they're it in. over
1: there with Lala, yeah, our very first guest, and, oh. and uh. Jerome Ramaki is. Yeah, one, so.
0: yeah, yeah. No, no, it's awesome. They're in, they're into it this weekend. Actually, mm. I think uh, they're going to stream. It's the playgro tournament out of New York. Uh, New York, um, and their team is the Gremlins that are playing. Except for uh, Thomas. Thomas hasn't left yet. He's playing for a different team this year. Um, so uh, yeah, he got he got. He- they got the better deal. He got <laughs> Yeah, I bet we want at least one of those anokas yeah 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 so but looking forward to that next week man where we get to share uh, the anoka story we we shared the Bromheads heads um yeah. a few weeks ago now that was cool. Yeah, uh, cool uh the only three sisters well these are the only three uh um, brothers yeah and um but the one thing about it i've been doing it for a while now too it's not yeah. like just a hit in the pan so Pretty cool. Looking forward
1: to it. Yeah, no, it's uh, some it was some good laughs up in Auckland. So I hope, uh, hope it comes across that way as well because um, it was an awesome time sitting down with them. So I'm sure, I'm sure it will. Uh, you guys will hear that in a, in a next week's podcast.
0: Sounds fantastic. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That'll do us here on episode 12 with Stacey Porter. Lucky 13, And, <laughs> and uh, Taylor Titsukronis, uh, two Olympians playing for Australia. They've they headed off to Tokyo, been there for a while, and gunning for gold, and we wish them all the best of luck. On behalf of Damien Collins, I'm Jason Goobies, a.k.a. Chopper. Thank you so much, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.
3: Be
1: on the dugout. Lace them up, and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Pitch are on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Do it for your teammates, do it for the fan. Do it for your city. True ballers understand. You gotta work together, you gotta find a way. Put your body on the line and make that play. Be on the dugout. Lace them up, and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out.
2: Pitch you on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the base. Be on, be on the, the dugout. dugout. Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout.